Hello, this is Michael Ewer, and I'd like to invite you to The Michael Ewer Show, featuring student hosts and very special guests talking about a variety of interesting topics. You can find us on the Eagle Stream YouTube channel. Good afternoon. Welcome to The Michael Ewer Show. We're very, is it ready? We're very pleased to welcome our guest, James Montague, president of F7 Development. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, my name is James Montague. Uh, most people in, in Raleigh in this area call me Monty. Uh, I'm from Southeast Raleigh. I was born and raised here. One of the few people uh, that are still here that were raised in Raleigh. Uh, been um, doing real estate development for about 20 years. Uh, maybe about 11 years ago, I got into international business. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of where we are. Well, let's start back to when you first started doing business, because I remember you telling me a story you were a barber, mm -hmm. and you started cutting hair when you were 14. 14. Okay, tell yeah, us. Yeah, I started uh, cutting hair uh, from the project area of Southgate. Um, started cutting hair when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, got all of my little friends to come, and, and that's when the Atari first came out. Okay. So, you know, I, they play video games at the house and drink Kool-Aid, <laughs> and, you know, we just make a day out of it. Okay. And um, so I got that neighborhood, which is Southgate, and I got other neighborhoods, Bitmore Hills, those uh, Walnut Terrace, Chambers Heights, all my friends would come, and I mean, we just, it was pretty much the party house, okay. you know, but you're getting your hair cut. Right, and so you were I, getting paid. I was getting paid. <laughs> okay. It wasn't much, I was only charging 50 cents. Oh, okay. But, but 50 cents adds up. And then you, you went yeah. and you opened your own shop. Right. Tell us about that. I opened my own business, my first uh, business, I think I opened that when I was uh, 20 years old. Okay. I opened up my first salon, and... Um, uh, then I went into cosmetology, uh, doing ladies' hair. So I was doing ladies' hair and uh, guys' hair. And um, you know, I did that for about five years total. Uh, and then I moved to Southgate Plaza. Right. Uh, stayed there for a couple of years. Um, and then I you know, had a vision, moved into uh, real estate development. Uh, everything was opened up. God showed me a plot of land. I built this uh, building. It wasn't easy, but I built my first uh, commercial strip shopping center uh, when I was 27, okay. 27. Is that the statue side? That statue side. Over by the Martin Luther King mm -hmm. statue. Okay, yes. Garden. Yes. Wonderful. And then you've done some projects in other cities. Yeah, yeah. We've okay. done projects in uh, Greensboro, Biloxi. Uh, we've pretty much been in a lot of different places. We recently, about three years ago, four years now, did a project in uh, Nigeria. Okay. Uh, we partnered with the Chinese government, uh, got a grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and we did a hospital project in Osobo, Nigeria, a birthing hospital project. Uh -huh. um, that was a very needed project. Uh, that was actually, the, to me, the best project that we've done because of the need was so, so, so much. Right. And we're going to probably run around in circles, yeah. but I want you to tell us a little bit about this Sister City program, and how did you get involved with that? Um, let me see. We got involved with that because uh, a mentor of mine, friend, friend of mine came in, Mr. John Way, very good friend of mine, mm -hmm. uh, came to me about 12 years ago and told me that uh, some of his friends in the Chinese government wanted to uh, connect with, with Raleigh. Uh, they heard a lot of positive things about Raleigh and how it was growing in one of the next big boom places. And uh, they wanted to uh, see what the possibility are for us to create a partnership, sister city relationship uh, between Shan, Shan Fan at the time, but now it's Shan Yang. They changed the name about six years ago, but between Shan Yang and Raleigh. Well, and I know that you've taken some groups of young people, yes. and I mean 
at middle school, high school, yeah, middle, to yeah. China. Yeah. Tell us how, how was that experience? Uh, that experience was great. As a matter of fact, we were taking another group in uh, March. Okay. But uh, that experience was great, just being able to show kids uh, some of the things that when I was coming up, I, I wasn't able to see. Okay. Uh, you know, when kids back in the days had show and tell, I wasn't able to show or tell anything. Okay. Because you're coming from the hood, you don't have anything to show, mm -hmm. and the stories that you could tell are not good stories. Okay. Uh, so um, now being able to give them that experience of saying show and tell, look, I've been to China. Right. You know, what did you go do the weekend? We went to Myrtle Beach. No, we've been to China. <laughs> you know, so it's a little different, giving them a, a chance to see something outside of the norm. Okay. Uh, maybe getting to think outside of the box. Okay. Now, how you have a, a relationship with Kenya to yes. Nairobi? Is yes. that a sister city? Or Nairobi. Raleigh? We traveled to Nairobi about five years ago, and um, some of our partners here, uh, Captain George and Jui, uh, Isaac Korea, uh, they are on the Raleigh Sister Cities board. Okay. And uh, I actually went and signed a deal between uh, Nairobi, Kenya, and Raleigh to become sister cities about five years ago as well. All right, and um, I know we're broadcasting to our online students. If they were interested in being involved, they may want to volunteer or mm -hmm. they may want to do an internship. Is there a way that they could do that through communicating with Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Okay. Always trying to get people to volunteer. Always, Actually, always trying to find people that are willing to take the baton and, and run with it. Okay. Uh, these opportunities that we're creating are not just for us. Uh, we're actually creating them for the next generation to come in and take it and kind of go with it, especially in today's time. Well, have you had an opportunity to mentor? I know with your businesses, you mm -hmm. bought in other people right. and they probably spun off and did absolutely. their own barbershops. Yes. Have you found that fulfilling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I encourage that. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm sponge off of me, you know, take what I know and run with it. That's that's my major objective. That's what I want to do. Okay. Yes, sir. We have a question for the from the audience. Sure. Uh, Floriana Thompson wants to know if you have any other projects that are currently in development for the Southeast Raleigh area. Yes, yes, we have two projects right now, and uh, I can't talk about them right now because they're still in the planning process, but um, we are looking to do a, um, a phase two of our retirement home. Uh, we built a, I built a retirement home back in 2004 called Elders Peak, uh, and we're looking to do a phase two on that project. Uh, as well as we own land across the street from one of my shopping centers uh, right on the corner of MLK and Rock Quarry. We're looking to do another shopping center right there. Uh, the one that we have now is 100% leased and we need more space in that area. Okay. Now what advice would you give a student that's interested in going into business? What were some, what's some of the obstacles and some of the, the pitfalls to avoid as well as some of the, the rewards? Uh, the major uh, pitfall, the major obstacle is is wasting your time. Don't waste your time. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that how much uh, time is, how valuable time is. You know, me, myself, I just had to kick the addiction of watching TV. Okay. You know, I would watch, on honest, to be honest, I watch about three to four hours of TV every day. And I say, okay, now how much could I be doing in that three to four hours? If I just cut it down to 30 minutes, even an hour. You know, I would gain three hours per day that I could be doing something to, to, to better my situation, to better, you know, the life of my family, to better my community. If we just each took, you know, an hour away from that screen every day and placed that time into something that could be more productive, uh, how much more could we, we see in these communities? 
That's true. Now, what about networking? That's mm -hmm. such a big buzzword, but mm -hmm. it's a reality. Do you mm -hmm. participate in networking and what type of networking? My networking is um, it's a little different. I, I do what's called the stupid phone call. Uh, once a week, I, I just go through the phone book. Or I, I go on um, maybe C, CNN or C-SPAN or whatever, and I see somebody up there talking. I say, you know what? I want to meet that guy right there. I want to meet that lady right there. And I will try to find them. If they have something that's valuable that I feel I can learn from, I will make the stupid phone call. And I will call them and say, you know, my name is James Money. You don't know who I am, but such and such. And I will make a, make a form a relationship. Okay. And I will um, try to contact that person and make a connection. Because there's a difference between communicating and making a connection. I'll actually try to make a connection with that person. Uh, so my networking is a little different. Okay. I'll reach out to folks and, uh, you know, I'll, I'm not scared of rejection. I'm not scared to get to know. Right. Yeah. And I remember uh, several years ago you um, hosted a rather, I called it a nice networking function. You had people from Greensboro, mm -hmm. um, Winston-Salem and Raleigh, mm -hmm. and maybe even Charlotte. Mm -hmm. But you had an event, and, and it seems like you used to do that periodically. Right. Was that you in, in collaboration with some other people, or did they just want you because you were James Montague? They wanted your face on the network picture. Uh, well, I mean, I do that every now and then. Okay. I, I really do. I try to stay kind of out there and, and uh, be uh, where people can actually reach out to me. Mm -hmm. um, I never feel like I'm just, oh man, I'm doing this and doing this. I don't have time. Actually, I, you do have time for what you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I still make time to network with people and, and kind of be there for people when they, when they call. And I know you've done a lot of philanthropic. You've done some things with Helping Hand and mm -hmm. just, I've seen you just walk up to folks in the hood. You didn't know these young people. Right. And you just give them some encouragement. What, yeah. what is that just part of your being who you are. That's what we do. Okay. And if you see a need, just like when we did the uh, the Flint thing, we sent five tractor trailer loads of uh, of water to Flint, Michigan at that time. Right. You know, that was just something I, I sat there and I was watching TV one day and uh, I saw that they were having problems with their water. And I said, man, you know what? Somebody need to do something. So then you check around, nobody's doing nothing. So guess what? That needs to be us. We need to be doing something. Exactly. Don't always wait for somebody else to uh, to do something. If you see something need to be done, jump in there and do it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we do. And um, since we're dealing with students again and the community, and we like to think of ourselves as a community college, so we're in the community, mm -hmm. um, have you thought of any ways you might work with Wake Tech and the students, or have is that something you thought about, or I'm, have you done it? I'm man? open to it, man. You okay. just let me know what we need to do, and we can make it happen. I would really love to get uh, Wake Tech involved with some of the um, the initiatives of higher education in China because they're looking to bring students from here to our sister city to do um, exchange. Okay. Um, and I think that would be a good fit. Well, I'm interested in that because every summer there's a group of high school students from South Africa that we host in Raleigh okay. for a week. And we have to get you in front of them if, if we haven't sure, done so. Sure. But I would love to see... Maybe you meet with some some of the people at Wake Tech that do the travel abroad, study okay. abroad, and I'm thinking about even this kind of Adobe Connect situation, and maybe we can do some meetings online with okay. with the students. And, I don't and know stuff. what Adobe Connect. Is. I'm old oh. school, so I don't know what that means. So. Oh, that's what we're using right <laughs> okay. now. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I'm cool with that. <laughs> we're Adobe, right. Adobe yeah. Connect. All right. Yeah. So I that. think that would be really interesting, and maybe we can uh, get Dr. Rottenberry, who who is really our producer, okay. and he's with First in the World. Maybe we can work that into some of our classroom sure. situations. Sure, fantastic. I'll okay. be honored, yes.
All right. So, Disney, do you have any words of wisdom that we haven't kind of pulled out of you? Um, ne- never be afraid of um, the no. Uh, don't be afraid of rejection. I mean, that's just a part of life. It actually makes you stronger. Okay. You know, every every um, every now and then, I, I try to do something to get rejected. Of course, you want to be successful every time, but that's not life. Life life doesn't work like that. And, you know, we talk about um, the exchanges with the other countries, and I know that mm-hmm. sometimes in North Carolina, it's like living in two different countries. Yeah. If you live in Raleigh versus some of the rural areas. Right. So do you get a chance to interact with folks in the rural areas or not really? Um, not as of yet. Uh, we did, when they had the flooding down in uh, the East Coast, we did something, but it was more of um, uh, collecting water and supplies and food with the mayor of Princeville. Of, yeah. Okay. So we did a small little projects like that, but okay. nothing really, really big yet. Okay. That's something we need to work on. Okay. Another question. Yeah, I got a question from Robert Rampani. Um, maybe you could start off by telling us a time when you were rejected how it made you feel. And he wants to know what's uh, some advice you would have for bouncing back in the face of rejection, especially when it's maybe a big one, mm-hmm. it's something important, or it hurts especially bad. Okay. Um, well, uh, one time I've been rejected, actually more than one time, when I did my first shopping center, um, I actually went to the bank and uh, I went to 18 different banks to try to get financing for that one project. And each one of them told me no in a unique individual way. There was no, okay, well, no because this, no because that. It was always something that I never saw coming. So what I started learning how to do was taking those no's and taking the things that they were looking for and crafting my package to make sure that next time I went to someone, that wasn't the problem. It was, it was something else. Uh, and that was actually something that really put a lot of stress and strain on me. But when you are developing business, that's what it is. Business is war. And it's not like war with someone else. It's war within yourself. You actually have to not worry about anybody else and becoming better than anybody else. You have to be better than you were yesterday. That's what business is. You know, and, and success, I've learned, is not just necessarily a, a destination. Success is the progressive realization of becoming who you are meant to be. So you're not being successful like I'm sitting here today, I'm successful. I'm not successful because I've accomplished this. I'm successful because I know where I want to go and I'm progressively getting to that point. So that's to me what success is. Okay. So I hope I answered the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, I have several people okay. saying thank you. That's a very powerful message. Okay. And I'd like to ask a question following up sure, on that. Sure. Where are you going next? What's the next step for for for, for you? Well, Right now, what I want to do is, I, people see me as being in the lead. I don't want to be in the lead anymore. I want to be a leader. And a leader creates other people that are leaders. So what I want to do is take what I know and disseminate that information so that I can point to people and say, you know, this person's successful right here uh, because they did this. And, you know, start actually learning how to uh, plant seeds in, in, to people and showing them how to actually become leaders in their own communities. Right. So that's what's next for me. Floriana Thompson has a follow-up question. Sure. Have you ever considered hosting workshops or seminars for young people uh, that are maybe in the position that you were when you were 16 and 7? Young and ambitious but not knowing exactly what to do. That is a fantastic idea. And as we're sitting here thinking, I'm thinking that's what we really need to do. 
uh, you know, because kids need encouragement. And uh, like I said, when I was coming up, the area that I was from, I was told no. When I told all my friends what I wanted to do with my life, they told me I was crazy and it couldn't be done. So the examples were not there. I didn't have anybody that I could go to. And the things that I'm saying now, I didn't have anybody I could go to and hear what I was what I'm telling you now. So that is a fantastic idea, and I think that's something that needs to be done. And since nobody's doing it, maybe we need to do it. What's the name, Flori Flor Floriana, Floriana. Floriana. Maybe that's something that we need to work on. Yeah. So, not, so I'll send my information with you guys, and you can pass it to her. Okay. Yes. okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. Maybe Floriana could. She says she's interested in getting on it. So yes. who knows? Maybe you could do that. All right. Fantastic. I need my car. And she's and I know Floriana, I think. She okay. works here, I believe. Okay. And she also works with um, early childhood education. Okay. So she does a lot with families. So okay. she has a wide range of folks Fantastic. to access you okay. to. Great. And if I'm correct, I think she is from Southeast Raleigh. Or wow. she lives there one. Okay. Well yes. definitely. Definitely. Yes. Got another question okay. from Marshall and Company. Okay. Now earlier you mentioned Atari, which lets me know that you're not a spring chicken. You've been no, around for I'm 40, a while. I'm 47, yeah. Okay, I'm 47. Right. right. There you go. Right. So we've both seen the world change. Right. right. And to have a business, mm. you can't stay static. Oh, no, no. So he wants to know, how would you, what kind of advice would you give to business owners uh, in order to change with the times and how to recreate their business model? What, what What's a good idea to you? What I do personally, and it may not be right right thing, I look at, okay, what's going to be, what is it going to be like 10 years from now? What is it going to be? You have to visualize. What is going to happen 10 years from now? Uh, 10 years ago, you know, one of the biggest businesses, and I know because I used to rent a lot of movies, was Blockbuster. <laughs> so you sit in Blockbuster, and you remember what it was. You said the line is wrapped around this post and this post. Blockbuster was packed every Friday, Saturday. You couldn't get a movie. Right. That was 10 years ago. You know, so just look at it now. There is no blockbuster. You know, uh, Circuit City. You spent all day in Circuit City 10 years ago. What happened? There was a shift. And what we've got to do as business people, understand how not to get caught up in that shift yes. and how to be in the forefront of the shift or create the change. So um, that's something that I try to do. I try to visualize what the work going to be like in 10 years and how do I not get left behind. Yeah, and that makes me want to make sure that I mention that we are a future forward college, okay. and we have a future forward program, okay. and it is about preparing students for the jobs that do not exist yet. Absolutely. So we got to get you connected with the person, Benita Bud, that okay. runs that, and maybe you can come um, interact with those students sure, and sure. faculty and staff. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, this has been a really great program. I've enjoyed it, and mm -hmm. we might have to bring you back again. No and problem. I certainly want to connect you with other faculty and staff that might like you to come to their classes okay. or maybe speak. All right. Great. That focus. Your focus group. My focus groups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'm so glad he reminded me. Okay, students, online students, we're going to be having focus groups next Tuesday from 12 to 2 and from 5 to 7. You can come from 12 to 1, 1 to 2, five to six or six to seven we want you to give us your candid opinions of what your experiences have been like and what you'd like to see improved about online experiences at wake tech classes etc we will be feeding you you will get lunch or dinner depending on which time you choose to come and if you'd like to please just get back with me at uh, m-e-u-r-e at wake tech.edu or you can call me at 919 
532-5917. Thank you. That is the, the student focus group for Wake Tech Online. When is that? What day? That is Tuesday, October 17th, next Tuesday. And uh, they will all be on the Northern Wake campus in case you are at, in different locations. So we'll be, both of them will be on Lewisburg Road. All right, so we'd like to thank you for coming, Monty. Okay. I call you Monty. I know you're right. James. <laughs> and I'd like to thank Dr. Rottenberry and Sarah, who's in the backdrop, and all, all right. of you who joined us today. Yes. And we look forward to you next time. Meanwhile, have a great day. All right.